Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Nat. And this week we are talking how to embrace being single. Yes. We're going to be talking about how to cope if you're the only single friend, mm-hmm. why singlehood is an important season of your life, and some tips on how to embrace being single. I love Which it. I loved being single. I've been single for all of um, about mm, 14 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I am single or I was single, I loved it. It's such a fun time in your life. You're free. It's also like, <gasps> I feel like everybody looks on it like, oh, but like, Actually, I don't know why people are so sad about it. Like, I mean, obviously, sometimes I'm like, God damn it. But for the most part, I'm like, I'm it's living so fun. You can do whatever you I'm want. My you can go wherever you want. You don't have to say anything. You don't tell anybody. But you know, just... I can't be tied down. That's my problem. I know. Me well, and my Sagittarius Venus. Well, same with Aquarius. Though uh, I will say my Venus is in Pisces, I believe. Oh, that so tracks. we're like a, I'm like a romantic at heart. But yeah. Anyways, point being is I'm very excited for the episode. And at the end of the episode, we're playing Who'd You Rather? Who'd you very rather? on brand for being single. Oh, yeah. You know? Good you point. Have your, you have your, your pick of the litter. True. True. <laughs> I didn't even... We did that subconsciously. Yeah. Good for us. Good for us. So now, what are we drinking this single episode? We are drinking... I think Pinots are very like... Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're drinking a Pinot. It's a 2018. It's from New Zealand. And mm. it is a, it's called Mount Edward. I love the art on the front. Let me see. Oh, it's like a woman with like a, her hair is like a nest of fl- flowers and, or she is, a, she is a, Grape. she is she a had, vine. She is a vine. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I like it. She seems like a single gal. Yeah, she does. Well, she is single. It's just her on the label. It's also a twist top. Oh, we already love it. Also good for single people because they can just put it right back on the shelf, you know? Gosh, this is a a very on-brand episode. did the thing. I do have some news that I need to tell you. Oh, my God, I'm scared. And I was telling Corinne, like, I was going to tell her this off-air but I might as well just say it now. Oh, God. It's a little morbid. Oh, Lord. Okay. I think my neighbor died. I think he died. No. How do you know? Okay. So, wait. Backstory. Yeah. The backstory. I have a neighbor who is, I can't even, I do not know how at old least, this man is. At least 85? Mid to late 80s, if not 90 years old. Yes. And... He, you know, he has his health has not been great. He's he has like an oxygen tank and all this stuff. He's a pretzel frail. stick, so frail. The uh, ambulance came one day, and this is when I looped Corinne in because I was like, "Oh my god, we have drama on my street." Yeah, we thought he was taken out. We thought, oh, some this is big drama. He came back, and he has he was like there. He was sit on the steps of his house for the entire day. And Natalie, I mean, not that, I mean, it was, well, it wasn't that bad, but she would send me pictures of him. Like I, and you couldn't tell if he was dead on the stoop. Exactly. Like he was, was just laying there and like, if I were you, I would have called the ambulance every day. Oh, I was so concerned because I would honestly look at him and like, is he breathing or is, has he passed? When I, I was out of town and my neighbor sent me a Snapchat mm-hmm. and she was like, oh my God, 
I won't say his name, but he, she's like, I heard this huge crash and I looked out my window and he had fallen off the stoop because he fell asleep sitting up. So it's just been like, oh my God, what is happening? This man. And then yesterday I came home and nobody's there. All the lights are off. Mm. I'm like, I think. Don't you think your, your, your alive neighbor would have told you like, she they also wheeled thinks, his body away. She had she didn't she didn't see anything because mm. she doesn't she works out of yeah. her, her her home, but she was like I think I, I don't think know that now was the it. way that this guy has been holding on I wouldn't that's be surprised if he's out on the stoop tomorrow and that's why I have Corinne and I have been keeping tabs on this because it's like how has this man I mean he he must be immortal. Yeah, but I will say sometimes one little fall like that really throws someone out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated. Let, let us know if he's He here might still or... be on the stoop. I might get <laughs> home and he's on the stoop again. Wow. Know. And if that not, may he tea. rest in peace. R.I.P. to Natalie's neighbor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get into... Uh, morbid. <laughs> let's get into how to embrace being single yeah. and why we chose this episode. <laughs> Yes. I was going to make a really bad joke just then. I'm not going to. Okay. This was a actual listener requested topic. We she, love when you guys write in and ask us yes. to do an episode. Yes. We love to. This girl slid into my DMs and requested this. And I was like, we absolutely should do this. Yeah. There's so much information out there about dating and relationships, marriage, all of it. But there's not a ton of stuff about single life and what it all entails. Mm. And it also seems, you know, to have like a, a bad rap when really it can be one of the happiest and most fulfilling times in your life. I love being single. Yeah. So, Nat, who is single? So, according to the Washington Post, just over half of 18 to 35 year olds, so it's 51% to be exact, um, have no steady partner. Ooh. And while a 2008 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology found that other people often think singles are unhappy, the happiest demographic might actually be single childless women. Mm-hmm. And that's according to Paul Dolan. He's a professor of behavioral science at the London School of Economics, and he is an author of Happy Ever After. I will say, I feel like whenever you see older single women... Like, they're always like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't have kids. I'm so happy I didn't. Like, they're always just like, my life is so much better. Yeah. Same with, like, Jennifer Aniston. Tracy Ellis Ross. They're just like, we're thriving over here. We we don't have no men and no kids. They're like, we're really living our best life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad about it. No. So why do you think so many people are single? Or why scientifically? Yeah. Well, actually, women are having fewer children, and they're actually having them later in life. So the median age for the first marriage is actually increasing. So in 2021, the median age for a woman's first marriage was 28.4 years old, which is like exactly how old we are. Yes. No, it's it's ex- exactly how old you are. Exactly how old I am. I'm 28.6. Yeah, so I'm you're 28.4. So yeah, that's the median age for a woman's first marriage now, as opposed to 10 years earlier, the median age for a woman's first marriage was 26.6 years old. Wow, so two years in 10 
In 10, ten years. years. Yes. And, and actually the same goes for men too, whose median first marriage age was 30.3 years old in 2021, opposed to 28.6 years old 10 years prior. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. And it kind of like, I looked at the statistics and it kind of like tracked like that. Like it's like two years every 10 years. Interesting. So like when my mom was my age, it was like 22 or 24 years old, kind of. So in 10 years, in we'll make a prediction. In 2032, it would be 30.8 years old. For women. For women. Yeah. I feel like that tracks. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of my, I don't have, I have one friend, I have two friends who are married. That's it. Me too. The rest of my friends are all, well, they have partners, but they're not married. Yeah. Well, also another reason that maybe specifically millennials are single is that they may be staying in education longer and focusing on their careers before arriving to life events like home ownership and marriage. In fact, single women are slightly more employed today, 77% compared to 74% of partnered women. I wonder if that has to do with if they have kids or not, like if they're stay-at-home moms. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. Could be. All in all, Pew Research Center says the increase in the number of single people isn't due to divorce or being widowed. It's all just because people have not found their person. Wow. They write that all of the growth in the unpartnered population since 1990 has come from a rise in the number of people who have never been married. So okay. it's not like people are getting divorced and now there's more single people. It's really that yeah. people just like aren't getting married. Yes. They're being more specific. Yeah. But it might not be that they haven't found the right person, but that singles aren't even looking for the right person. Mm -hmm. Also, according to the Pew Research Center. We love the we Pew love Research them. Center. Half of singles say they're not currently looking for a relationship or dates, while about a quarter say they are looking for either a committed romantic relationship or casual dates. And a smaller share say they are only looking for committed romantic relationships or casual dates. So really, most single people aren't even looking for somebody. They're just out here. Yeah, they're booked and busy. Yeah, I kind of Frankly. feel like that. I feel like I'm just like out here. Yeah, they're, they're just... Like, whatever happens, great. Yeah, they're not, they're not like actively, actively like, I need to find somebody. Like we had a friend who was like, I will be in a relationship. And she was like actively dating. Yes, and she found one. She did. She did. So Natalie, what are some science-backed ways that we can embrace being single. We yes. love science we love on the show. Science. And we love an expert. So let's talk about this expert. She has a book called How to Be Single and Happy. She's a clinical psychologist, Dr. Jennifer Tates, and she shares some science-backed hacks for living your life without stressing over your relationship status. She wrote her book after she had broken off an engagement and found herself feeling defeated about the dating scene, although it should be noted that she says she's now married to a guy that she is crazy about. The first tip, she says, is to immerse yourself in meaningful activities and enjoy the moment. Research shows that happiness is more about how you spend your time than if you are in a relationship or not. The fact of the matter is that you can be lonely or depressed and still be coupled up. Living a happy life is a combination of doing meaningful activities, having social support, and practicing mindfulness. So that was a direct quote from her. For example, let's say you're at your favorite band's concert, but all you can think about is how 
whoever you're into like didn't text you back. Yeah. You're like, you're taking yourself out of the moment and you're not enjoying it. So if you didn't have that aspect, you would otherwise be like loving your life. Yeah. You know? So yeah, just do things that you love to do. Go places you want to go, experiment with new hobbies, pick up old ones again. Just do you. Do you. Live your best life. Don't worry about anybody else. Yeah. I love that. Another science-backed tip to embrace being single is to recognize that not all your thoughts are facts. And also just in general. Yeah. Breaking a negative thought cycle like I'm never going to find love or all the people worth dating are already taken. That's a tough one to break. Yes. But Dr. Tate suggests that you remind yourself that not everything running through your head is based in reality. She also recommends affirmations, which we love. Even love if an you, Even if you think they're kind of cheesy because they will help you break thought patterns. So one of her favorites when you're feeling hopeless in dating is, I'm surrounded by cool single people, and today could be the day I meet someone amazing. Do you wow. want to know something? I love that. Okay, so when we researched- Sounds like the beginning of a rom-com. Ooh, <laughs> take notes. Maybe you'll write it. When we researched this episode, I was like, oh, I like that. And I've actually been like saying it to myself. And then when I opened that, because sometimes, you know, I am part of this cycle of like, oh my God, like the- The dating tool the, is weak. Oh, Jesus. But I think that now and I go into it and I'm like, well, let's see. Let's see. Today could be the day I meet someone amazing. Yes, it really <laughs> could be. All right. Her third tip, don't wait to be in a relationship to pursue your life goals. If you're single and unhappy, it's crucial to ask yourself one very important question. And that is, how would being in a happy relationship change your life? Make a list of those things and then start doing them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tates also adds, this is a quote, I want to validate how incredibly challenging it is to be single when you want to have a family. While she doesn't pretend that being a single mom is easy, she says if one of your big life goals is to be a parent, it is worth exploring the options for doing it solo, especially if you're in your late 30s or early 40s. And in her book, she discusses egg freezing, adoption, and she also talks fostering with, yeah. her, with her clients. We, we know somebody who's in her late 30s who is starting her single mom journey, yeah. which is so cool and empowering. Yeah. I, but, but I also was talking to her and she was like having a lot of fears about like, oh my God, I'm doing this by myself. Like yes. I'm doing this by myself. And obviously there are a lot of single moms who are not single moms by choice. And, and it's just a difficult decision to make. Yeah. But also it's an option. It is an option. And we want to keep our options open. Yes. Another science-backed tip to embrace being single is to use your past to inform and not sabotage your future. Hmm. What should you do if painful experiences from the past, whether it be from romantic relationships or even platonic and familial ones, are stopping you from trying again? Well, the first step is to try as hard as you can to stop thinking about that situation and particularly the person. I see this all the time. Hmm. I feel like a lot of people have like a negative relationship and they have a lot of fear about getting in another one. Yes. Which makes sense. Like it's like it's very again. It's very yeah. traumatic, you yeah. know? If it is a romantic relationship that left you burned, Dr. Tate says you absolutely have to unfollow them on social media. Mm. And you also have to make it a rule to stop talking about them with your friends. 
Well, that makes sense because if they're if you see them on the feed and you're talking about them all the time, like they're on your mind. They're in your zeitgeist. Yep. Avoid comparing the people you are dating to your ex or previous situationship. Mm -hmm. By doing so, you're preventing yourself from actually moving on to someone better. She says, however, that you can take a moment and think about the aspects of them that you really liked and make sure that you seek that out in another person as well. Mm -hmm. But also think about things you didn't like. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. Pro and con. Pro and con list. Yeah. Dr. Tates also wants to remind people that our memory plays tricks on us. We often remember the good parts and forget the bad. So next time you find yourself daydreaming about how things with so-and-so were, remind yourself that there is a reason the two of you are not together. It is. You do. When you look back on relationships, you play the highlight reel. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, that was so nice. And then you forget about the time, like, you just couldn't even be around them. You couldn't, you hated the way they chewed and you hated all that. And you're like, oh, yeah. Their sheer existence was irritating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, our fifth and final tip is don't put your date on a pedestal, but go ahead and hop on there yourself. Okay. There's a fine line between looking forward to meeting someone new and being overly hopeful that your date is the one. Mm. Fantasizing about a date can be just as harmful as thinking back to painful experiences because it can cause you to make false assumptions about the person. If you desperately want your date to be your next boyfriend or girlfriend, you could be blinded to some serious red flags. Mm. Instead, focus on the now. That way you can truly gauge if the person you're out with is right for you or not. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. There's also another tip that she shares, and this one she says is a biggie. And it is, don't think you have to change yourself just to be dateable. She says, there are so many dating books out there that tell you you have to make over your appearance or personality, and that is not the path to happiness. The kinder you are to yourself, the happier you will be. I love that. And I fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. You want someone to love you for you. Well, yeah, because it's like, at some point, it will fall apart because you're going to end up being yourself at some point. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you cope if you are the only single person in your friend group? Yeah, I mean, I know. I feel like that can be a big stressor for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So according to Asa Bhav, a sex, dating, and relationship coach, she says that being surrounded with friends who are at a different life stage to us can cause us to feel left behind and leave us wondering why it hasn't happened for us yet or if it ever will. Mm. So one way to cope with being the only single friend is to embrace being a third wheel. And I know, I know, it doesn't sound great. Yeah, it's like, mm. But being invited as a third wheel can actually be a compliment and serves as a great way to get to know your BFF's significant other a little bit better. And hanging out with them alongside your pal can be a really great way to bond. And at the end of the day, third wheel is a totally made up concept and shouldn't even dictate how you enjoy yourself with your friends, regardless of whether or not they're dating. And also it is a compliment. It's like, oh, like, do you want to come on our, like, yes, on our personal time? You right, know what I mean? Right. And that's interesting. I'm thinking about how, like, we've said, like, it's sort of like, oh, it's so sad for them. They're single. This whole, like, third wheel concept is like, oh, that's so sad. When it's like, that really is made up. It's like a made up thing. That's a whole made up thing. Another way we can embrace being the only single friend is to not settle. 
As the only single friend in the group, the temptation to settle can be overwhelming. However, you really don't need to settle just because you're the odd one out. Yeah. You don't need to feel pressured. It's just like... But if you are, understandable. Yeah. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And Mm -hmm. we're also at this age where it's all over the map. It's all over the map. Yeah. A third way to embrace being the only single friend is to stop comparing yourself. Nothing brings home the fact that you're very single than tirelessly scrolling through your friends' engagement photos on social media. Social media can be the worst place when you're feeling a bit down about being single, so avoid it if you're feeling sensitive. Sometimes it can feel like everyone else has hit some sort of relationship-shaped target that you can't even see. The idea that other people have got it all figured out while you're being left behind can be very damaging. We all have completely different timelines and life goals, so wherever you're at, it's just fine. Remember not to compare yourself to other people as you navigate your way through singledom. And also, I mean, just to go back to what we were saying at the beginning with the facts, like how all of these timelines anyways are getting pushed. Everyone's doing everything later anyways, and so it's just like... There is no timeline. There is no, it's all fake. It's all Literally like, life and all the quote unquote rules is made up. Like who's dictating all of this? Not the one government. single person. Trying to sell us things, honestly. Capitalism alert, yes. <laughs> okay. Why is singlehood an important and special time, Corinne? Yes. Well, I, first of all, I just love singlehood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to mention here that if you're single... And you really want to feel great about it. One of my favorite movies of all time is How to Be Single. It really is. She does love that movie. Dakota Johnson. It is amazing. It's Rebel Wilson. And right? Yeah, it's okay. her too. But it's like she comes out of like this relationship. She w- has been in all of college and she doesn't know how to be single. And Rebel Wilson takes her out on the town and she's making out with guys. And it's just so fun. Anyways. <laughs> I watched that with you in New York. I remember that. Oh my God. It's and my, I loved it. It's so good. Okay. So... Why singlehood is an important and special time? The first reason is that you have an opportunity to strengthen your friendships. Focusing on your relationships with close friends can be a nice way of reminding yourself that romantic isn't the only kind of love and that Mm. a solid friendship can be just as enduring, special, and meaningful as any long-term partnership. I mean, we've been together longer than most. Yeah, we've been together a long time. <laughs> a long time. This is a long-term long relationship. Term. We've been long distance. We've, we've been, long been distance. I mean, listen, we we travel well together. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Another reason that it's super special is you get to date yourself. Many people get hung up on not getting flowers, dinners, candy, jewelry, spa trips, or whatever other romantic gifts spontaneously, you know, are given to you. Yeah. Or especially on holidays, I think people feel Valentine's Day. Yes. The thing is, you can treat yourself to those items or experiences regularly. We mentioned in our How to Fall in Love with Yourself episode, but you can literally go on dates with yourself. Like a real ass date. Yes. Take yourself to dinner and a movie. Corinne loves that shit. I love going to a dinner and a movie alone. Booking a solo travel trip. Also one of Corinne's favorites. I love doing that. Yeah. Also, like, I was on a trip with Joe. We were in London. I said, well, I didn't say this. We had it planned this way. But he was going home. And I was like, I want to stay a few days by myself. Yes. I just love being alone. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I will also say, I get myself flowers, dinners, candy, and jewelry. I I guess I don't get myself spa trips. (gasps) Get yourself a spa trip. Well, I guess I get myself like massages. And yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. So I do treat myself to all of those things. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. 
The third reason that this is a special time is that you commit to yourself. The one person you can always count on to be there for you is you. That's why it's important to make a bunch of commitments to yourself, to be gentle with yourself, to look after yourself, and to be grateful for all the great things in your life. We're regularly told that finding a partner will make us happy, but the real challenge in gaining any long-term contentment is to have a good, kind, and healthy relationship with yourself. Yes. This is also a great time to focus on your health, whether it be mental or physical. The time alone gives you the opportunity to get a game plan together for yourself so you can feel your best. In fact, research suggests that unmarried people tend to be healthier than their married counterparts. Mm. People who were single and had never been married exercise more frequently every week than married people. And this was in a survey of over 13,000 individuals. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey. That makes sense because you have more time. <laughs> yeah, truly. You have more time for everything. <laughs> And the fourth reason that singlehood is a great time is that the more you get to know yourself, the better off you will be when the time for relationship comes around. If you're in a relationship when you were younger, let's say when you were in high school, you probably would look back on it and think, oh God, I don't even know who that person was back mm, then. Mm -hmm. Maybe your last partner hated running and you always wanted to try a marathon or perhaps you dreamt of traveling to Hawaii, but you were waiting for a partner to share those romantic massagers on the beach with. Instead, embrace your own independence. Being single means you get to be with you and learn who you are at your core. So you get to like really explore yourself. And then also that just makes you a more interesting and well-rounded person to date when you decide you want to, yes. if you ever do. I feel like for me, when I think of like the benefits of being single, it's like I genuinely have spent this time like knowing myself. Mm -hmm. Like I know myself. I've like gotten into my career like and I don't think I could have done that as deeply yeah if I was in like a long-term relationship yeah yeah so we hope that you guys learn more about embracing being single how to cope if you're the only single friend and why singlehood is an important season of your life yes. which we want to do an episode on season yes. life seasons seasons of your life I just feel like it, it is giving coastal grandma. Oh my God, I can't wait to be a coastal grandma. <laughs> okay, now, so let's circle back on the wine that we're drinking. What wine is this? It is the Mount Edward Pinot. Okay. It's from New Zealand. It's all the way from New Zealand. Is, is our hottie of the week from New Zealand? She's from South Africa. Oh, she's from South Africa. Yes. Actually, I had this... This sounds really weird, but this is a normal thing that happens in Napa. You'll have people that come just for harvest and they stay in your house. Like they pay you rent. Did she stay in your house? Oh, absolutely not. That would oh. have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not a farmer. Oh. But the guy that came was from South Africa. So he would like make South African food. And he also said, you always need to say Sith Africa. Oh, Sith, Sith Africa. Sith Africa. That's what he said. Okay. So yeah, our hottie is from South Africa. <laughs> and it is, I never know if it's Charlie's or Charlie's. I think it's Charlie's Theron. Theron? Theron? Oh, shoot. I was going to say, well, now shit, Now I don't know what I was going to say. Charlie's Theron. 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 I think, okay, whenever I say, Let's okay, see, if I just say it off the top. Charlie's Theron. Oh, I say Charlie's, Charlie's Theron. How that can't be pronounce? right. Yeah, how do you... Okay, here it is. Here it is. Oh, there's a... There's a... Okay, here we go. I'm going to play this for you guys. Charlize Theron. 
Charlize Theron. All right. So we, you were right. I, I got her first name right, but I said Theron. It's Theron. It's Charlize Theron. I think I got Theron right. You got Theron right. You said Charlize. This is why we're a good team. See? Partner, See? long-term partnership. See? See? <laughs> All right. So one, two, Charlize Theron. The fact that Google has a woman that says her name when you Google it is crazy. <laughs> you know that that's probably because it's been Googled so many times. billion times. Okay, one, two, Charlize Theron. I don't, I'm, I don't really I don't, like it. I don't like it. I'm going to give it a three. Gonna, yeah, I'll give it, like, it, I wouldn't send it back. No. With a meal, I would be mm. a cool, but I'll give it a three. It's a three. Yeah. It's a three out of Charlize, Charlize. Theron. Yeah. All right, this is the part of the game. Part, part of the game. This, this is the part, part of the show of the where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing Who'd You Rather? Who'd You Rather? I feel like it's been a long time since we've played this. Yes, I also feel like we have the same one, but it's fine. No, there's no way. There's no way. Okay, no. cool, 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 cool. Okay, cool. you go first. Well, we we have just recently seen Top Gun. Oh no. <laughs> And they're all hot. I know. Okay, so and this is all of them in Top Gun. It's not in it's, real life. Okay. Who'd you rather? Tom Cruise <laughs> in Top Gun. Oh. Miles oh. Teller. Oh, god damn it. Glenn Powell. God, and it's it's not I can only have one. And it's not fuck Mary Kill. It's who'd you rather? Jesus. And I will say. I said it once. I'll say it again. The, the spray tanner on that movie needs an Oscar. They do need an Oscar. Everyone looked fantastic. Oh, my God. And they, they were like almost a little bit too orangey, but it still worked. They were fine. <laughs> but it was also, it was an orangey more like because it was sunset or something. Like at all times, yeah. though. Oh, God. All right. Well, now, I'm not a Tom Cruise person, but I will say he, he was... He was looking nice in this movie, but he's not the one. He's not the one. Okay. He's out. He's out of the running. Oh, God. Between Glenn and Miles Teller. So it's funny because after I saw this movie, because Glenn Teller, or Glenn Teller, <laughs> Glenn Powell is like historically not my type at mm -hmm, all. Mm -hmm. And I saw this movie and I thought, oh, baby daddy Glenn Powell. <laughs> this man has me feeling some type of way. But. Okay. Oh, it's so hard. Okay. 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 Whoa. Because this is only in the movie. In the it's a movie version. Okay. Because in real life, I believe it would be Baby Daddy Glenn Powell. Mm -hmm. But movie version, I'm going Miles Teller with the stash. The stash. It's the stash that threw it over the I edge. I love the stash. I know. It, I know. Yeah. And just the fact that he did what he did in the film. Yes. Yes, I I totally get it. I yeah. totally because get it. Because Baby Daddy Glenn Powell in the movie is an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. If yeah. we're talking in the movie. We're, yeah, we're talking the movie strictly. So yeah, the I think stash wins. I think that's a very fair, I think that's the right choice for you. That was a tough one. That was a real <laughs> tough one. Okay, so I only have two people. Okay, who'd you rather go to? And it is childhood slash teen crush okay. and current crush. Oh, okay. So I know we had a lot back in the day, but one of yours was Joe Jonas. Mm -hmm. That was one of your crushes. Mm -hmm. And today it's Austin Butler. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I feel like it's been on the top of everybody. Everybody's feeling Austin Butler. Okay. So it's who'd you rather? Mm -hmm. Joe Jonas, Austin Butler. See, here's the thing. It's like I, I want to do right by childhood me. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, I get it. And I'm like, this has been a dream. It's an Obviously, we're, we're talking about a single version of Joe Jonas. Of course. he's married but with, I think, a child and, and one on the way. I believe not so. born already. Yes. So we're going to take that off the table. Single Joe Jonas or Austin Butler. Now, here's the thing. I've never been into blondes. Ever. I love a brunette. I love tall, dark, handsome. Joe Jonas, very much... My my type short dark handsome. Oh yeah, he's well yeah he's a short, <laughs> short he's a short king for sure. <laughs> but there's something about Austin Butler right now with the little swag he's got. I feel like I gotta go Austin Butler. I feel like so I have this to. This is interesting. So I would have going- never said that six months ago. Oh my god. Well, that's how I feel about Baby Daddy Glenn Powell because I'm like there is no, I'm never attracted to blondes and I'm like this man is your classic blonde stud. I also think though, and I'm wondering if this is what it is, because Austin Butler similarly has some type of spray tan going on. Oh, he does. Yes, he does. And Glenn Powell. And I wonder if we're actually attracted to the spray tan. Maybe because they look healthy. They They look look like they've been in the sun. They look very healthy. Like I'm just thinking of like this part of their chest. muscles. Looks very, it just looks sun-kissed. Yes. And I think think that might be part of this mix that I I think I love a a sun-kissed man. Yeah. Hey, I am not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad about it. So I apologize to 14-year-old me who would have died if I ever said anything else but Joe Jonas, yeah. but this is just it's a sign of the times, guys. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new era. All right, you guys, that is Who'd You Rather? And if you guys like this episode, we have other similar episodes. We have episode 78, which is How to Fall in Love with Yourself, and also episode 35, which is From App to IRL, How to Get Off the Apps and On a Date. That was a great episode. That's a great episode. I feel like that one's overlooked because How to Fall in Love with Yourself is like one of our all-times. Yeah, but episode 35, from, 35. from app to IRL, there's a lot of good facts yeah. in there if you guys are really frustrated about like dating apps and like you can just like, I just want to be on a date already. Yeah. Go check out that episode. Go it's back. It's a really good one. Yes. And also, rate and review the pod. Yes. We love reading your rate and reviews and we love hearing from you guys always. And we'll be back next week with another episode, our 100th episode. Oh my God. <gasps> Tune in. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) 